Hello, I'm Tim Rhodes, pastor of Bethel Baptist Church, and welcome to our morning worship service. Bethel Baptist Church is located on Kentucky Highway 36 in Frenchburg, Kentucky. You can find our website at www.bethelbaptistfrenchburg.com, and you can reach us at 606-768-3768 or 606-776-7360. If you'd like to write us, you'd like to know more about our church, you have questions, you'd even like to help and support, you can reach us at Post Office Box 141, Frenchburg, Kentucky, 40322. I trust you'll enjoy our service and perhaps be part of our ministry. But God bless you as we join our morning worship service. Amen. Thank you for those great songs, congregation and quartet. And uh, please turn with me in uh, God's Word to Colossians. One verse for a text, and then several verses we can look at. In Colossians 4, 5, I want you to listen carefully to this. It says, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Father, we thank you for your Word for its power and truth. And I pray now as we study together that every word spoken is yours and not mine, and your will is done in each of our hearts and our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let me read this one more time and listen carefully. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. And the word without means those that are not saved. So walk in wisdom, walk wisely, live wisely toward them, in front of them, who are unsaved, redeeming the time. Now this phrase, as you already know from Ephesians 5, 16, this phrase, redeeming the time, means to make the most of every opportunity. And so what God is telling us there in Colossians 4, 5, is to live wisely among the unsaved and take advantage of every opportunity that you have to live like a Christian, to present Christ, to witness to them. Now that's God's Word. And that's to all of us who are believers that among the unsaved, we're to always be aware of our testimony, of our witness, we're to always be alert and live in such a way to represent Christ, to show them how Christians are supposed to live, and to take opportunities to witness to them. Now this is clearly in God's Word. Don't waste opportunities that we have when we're among the unsaved, and don't blow your testimony when you're among the unsaved. Listen, we can work hard to maintain our Christian testimony and Christian reputation, and then blow it in a moment of, of anger or, a, or, or bad behavior, or do something uh, maybe in our language or in some way we can, we can destroy our 
testimony with the unsaved. And we must always be aware of our testimony. Now, that brings me to this. The title of the sermon is Interruption or Opportunity. Interruptions or Opportunities. Now, all of us, all of us are very busy. Everybody here would say, man, I'm so busy. I've got this. I've got that. You know, even during this time uh, when so many people are working from home, we're still saying things like, I am so busy. Man, I'm busy. I've got so much to do. My schedule is full. I don't have time for any interruptions. And yet, here we are in the midst of a gigantic interruption. And what it has done is really provide opportunities for us. We had talked about it just before the service began. How that because of this interruption to our lives, we have found new ways to minister. And we have reached more people in these last uh, four or five weeks by having services online, streaming, or YouTube, or Facebook than we have in our regular worship services. As a matter of fact, we have people that stand in the apartments and the homes across the road and they listen to our services. And so the interruption to our lives has provided instead opportunities to minister in different ways. And when this is all said and done, the ministry of our church will be better than it was when this happened. Amen. Be Amen. Because we have had to take the interruptions and rather than just complain about them, we have turned them into opportunities. And I want us to look at those on an individual basis. And I want you to think about this. We are busy. Our schedules are full. And we would say we have no time for interruptions. And yet, I want you to look at these scriptures. In Mark chapter 10. In Mark chapter 10. The Lord Jesus is headed out of town. Now let me ask you if you think he was pretty busy. Yeah, the Lord Jesus was pretty busy. He had lots of things going on. And it says in Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, so Jesus was headed out of town. He had an appointment. He, he had things to do. He was busy. He was headed out of town for his next scheduled ministry item event. And this guy interrupts him. And a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many, tried, they tried to keep him quiet. Told him to hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David had mercy on me. Now listen. And Jesus 
stood still and commanded him to be called. And you know the story is he healed him. He said, what will you have me? What, what would you want me to do? Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Now listen, Jesus was busy. Jesus was headed out of town. And this guy interrupted him. But rather than ignore him, rather than to go on with his schedule, Jesus stood still. They brought him to Jesus. Jesus healed him because of his faith. He was not only received his sight, he was made whole and became a follower of Jesus. Because Jesus didn't see him as an interruption he saw him as an opportunity. In Acts chapter 3, the story of Peter and John in Acts chapter 3, in verse 1 it says, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the at the gate of the temple, which is called the beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asking alms. Now listen. Peter and John were busy. And they were headed into the temple. They were headed to do their ministry. They were busy. They had a schedule. They had important things to do. And this guy interrupted them. But they stopped. Before they went into the temple, they stopped on their own agenda and they saw an opportunity. This man was an opportunity. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was him. They knew it was this lame guy. And it says they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. And so the Peter and John had a busy schedule. They had a busy life. They were headed to the temple. And this man interrupted them. But they stopped. And they ministered to him. And he was healed. And he praised God because they saw him, not as an interruption, but as an opportunity. And they stopped and helped him and changed his life. Jesus was headed out of town. Peter and John were headed to the temple. And then in Acts 16, another story, and this is the one of Paul. Now, Paul is a busy man. Would you say Paul was a busy man? Would you say uh, uh, he had a tough schedule? He had a lot of things going on. He was trying to preach the word as much as he could. He had an urgency to see people saved. He had an urgency to preach. And in this particular situation in Acts 16, 
He had wanted to go preach, and the Holy Spirit had said, no, don't go there. And so he was obedient. And so then he waited on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit ends up sending him to Macedonia, to a place called Philippi. And so Peter, or, or Paul, I'm sorry, Paul is headed to a prayer meeting. And you'll see in Acts 16, uh, verse uh, 13, and on the Sabbath, we, Paul, uh, uh, Luke is writing here about him, Paul, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was supposed to be made. He was looking for a prayer meeting. But he says, we sat down and spake unto the women who met there. These ladies were there and they were meeting and Paul stopped. He was interrupted by these ladies as he was looking for this prayer meeting. So he was interrupted, but he stopped as busy as Paul was and listened. And a certain woman named Lydia was there. And Paul took time and talked to them, and she was saved. And it says, when she was she, had the, uh, she worshiped God, her heart, the Lord opened. And then in verse 15, and when she was baptized, he, she said, look, you can come into my home, and you can meet there. Yeah. And so Paul, as busy as he was, even though he had a schedule, he had an agenda, he was looking for something good, a prayer meeting. But this, these ladies were there who needed answers, and he stopped and ministered to them, and they were saved and baptized and had a place to worship. They were not an interruption. They were an opportunity. Listen, we need to understand that God gives us opportunities and sometimes they're they're uh hidden i guess you could say as interruptions we see them as interruptions but god has them actually as opportunities for us if we will stop if we will care if we will minister and i know throughout this whole virus thing you have had special opportunities to minister to people in different ways. Even with all the social distancing, even with all the things we need to do, you have had opportunities to minister. Now I want you to look at the I want you to look at the opposite of what we've seen here in Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Opportunities disguised as interruptions. Opportunities disguised as interruptions. In Luke chapter 10, you know the story, the very familiar story of the Good Samaritan. But let's deal with the other two guys in this story first of all. And it says that this uh, lawyer had come up to Jesus and asked him about eternal life. And Jesus was going through the law with him and and he was discussing these things. And Jesus gave him an example of how to find eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, you know that of loving Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbors yourself. Those, are, those have the whole law. If we'll come to the Lord Jesus 
Christ and then love others, that's the whole law. That's all the things. That's how we need to live our Christian lives. But anyway, Jesus was talking to him and he gave him this story, this parable of the Good Samaritan. And he talked about this certain man who went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down, now listen, a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. A priest. A religious person. There's somebody has been hurt. He's been beaten and robbed and he's left half dead. Here's an opportunity. But to the priest, it was an interruption. I don't know where he was headed. I don't know what he was doing. And maybe there was something very, very important. But there was an opportunity for this man on the side of the road. But he saw it as an interruption to his schedule. And then it says, likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and he passed by on the other side. Now, why didn't he want to be involved? Why didn't he stop? Why didn't he help? There are two. There are two. And they're the religious people. A priest and a Levite. They know the law. It wasn't that Jesus just now announced this. It was in the law that you love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbors yourself. And so there was their neighbor. There was someone who needed help. There was someone they could have helped. But they passed on by. Why? An interruption. I'm not saying that what they had to do was not important. I'm sure as a priest, as a Levite, I'm sure they had important things to do. But there are so many times that our important things to do our busy schedule keeps us from doing things for other people that they desperately need our help with interruptions or opportunities what do you see these as jesus was headed out of town but he stopped and healed and saved Peter and John were headed to the temple. They were busy. They had things going on. But they stopped and healed. And this guy was praising God. They introduced Jesus Christ to him. Paul was headed to a prayer meeting. And took time to stop and talk to these ladies. And led them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have many opportunities around us. Disguised as interruptions. We get wrapped up in our own. In a, in a, with our own agenda. Rather than yielding ourselves. Submitting ourselves to God's agenda. He has an agenda for us. He puts people 
in our way as an opportunity to minister to them. So let me ask you today, are you too busy? Your lives are busy. Your schedules are full. You have no time for interruptions. Are you too busy to serve Christ? Are you too busy to serve Christ? Think about the time that you spend serving Him. Do you see His service as an opportunity to please Him? To bring Him glory? Or is He, is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself an interruption to you? Now you would never say that, would you? You would never say, well, Jesus, you're an interruption to me. And yet, do we do that sometimes? Think about your schedule. Now just wonder, do we take the time that we should for, for reading our Bible, for studying our Bible? What about for real, genuine prayer? What about for people? Now, I'll tell you very honestly, I find myself sometimes busy with schedules, busy with things, and I forget to check on people. I forget to follow up on things. Or I find myself at the end of the day, and I haven't studied like I should have. Or I'm tired and I don't pray the way I ought to. Are we too busy to serve Christ? Are we too busy for people? Imagine yourself and imagine your own schedule. Are you like the priest and the Levite that passes by the needy person on the side of the road? Or are you like Jesus who is headed out of town but He stopped? You know, when we're on vacation, I'm telling you, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would stop for you or not. When we throw things in the car and we're... That's wrong, isn't it? Would you stop if you were headed out of town and somebody needed you? If you were headed to church and somebody needed you, would you stop? What if you were headed to prayer meeting, as Paul was, and somebody needed your help? Would you just say something like, well, I'm in a hurry. I'll go pray for you while I'm there. They don't need prayer at that moment. They need help. Bartimaeus didn't need Jesus to pray for him. He needed him to heal him and save him. The guy at the beautiful gate, the gate called beautiful. He needed help. The ladies who had questions, 
What if Paul was too busy? And what they never heard the gospel. Are we too busy to serve God? Are we too busy for people? I hope this comes, I hope this is something that will really cause you to think how this virus situation has totally interrupted and disrupted our lives. And I hope we'll examine your heart, examine your life and say, what this has done really is to provide opportunities. It's made me realize that God is in control. It's made me realize how much I need the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's made me realize how I must be involved in His ministry. If these are last days, then what are we going to do? Just sit around and think about it? Are we just going to debate about it? Are we just going to study about it? Are we just going to sit there and wait for the Lord Jesus to snatch us away? Or are we going to see opportunities to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and to make a difference in the lives of people? I pray that we'll see not only we, that we will see not in, that the Lord has put in front of us to help someone, to share the gospel, to make a difference. And remember what it says in Colossians, that we must be careful among the unsaved to let them see us living our lives as Christians and that we're representing the Lord Jesus Christ and we're making the most of every opportunity that He gives us. If you're not saved, if you're not saved, please come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You could pray right there in your car. You could pray if you're, if, if you're listening by radio, if you're watching on TV or internet or however you're watching, you can be saved right there. Just repent of your sins. Believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved. Believe He died for you and rose again. Ask Him to come into your life, forgive you and save you and He will. And Christians there in your, in your cars or watching wherever you are, you can, you can dedicate your life to Christ. You can renew your commitment to Christ. You can say, I'm going to, make, I, I'm going to be used by the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to see these opportunities disguised as interruptions and make a difference Amen. for the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank you, Father, for the opportunities you give us. And please help us as a church and as individual Christians. Help us especially to be aware of the unsaved and to live wisely in front of them. To represent Christ in front of them. To tell them about Jesus. Help us, Father, to have a real burden and compassion for the lost. And Lord, I pray that we'll see opportunities in the midst of interruptions and use them to help people and to serve Christ. And we pray in His name. Amen.
Well, I hope you enjoyed our program today, and I hope you were blessed by it. It is our uh, hope and our prayer that each week as you watch this program, you'll receive a blessing from God's Word. Our songs, our messages, they're about the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps someone accepted Christ today as Savior. If you did, we want to rejoice with you. And I just ask you, please drop a note in the mail to Bethel Baptist Church, Post Office Box 141, Frenchburg, Kentucky, and let us know. And we'll send you some material, and we'll rejoice with you. Perhaps you're thinking about being saved. You never trusted Christ as Savior, and He is your greatest need. And today I just urge you, uh, to admit that you're a sinner. You know, we all are. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But if you just acknowledge you're, you're a sinner and believe that Jesus Christ truly is the one and only Savior, the only way to heaven, if you'd ask Him to forgive you of your sins, to come into your life and save you, Jesus will forgive you. He will save you. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus is the Christ, that He died and rose again, He will save you. Our prayer is that you would know Christ as Savior. And if you are saved, it's our prayer that you would serve the Lord Jesus Christ faithfully. We're to accept Him as Savior, but we're to serve Him as Lord as you heard in the message. And so, thanks for watching the program. If you have questions, let us know. Uh, pray for us as we pray for you, and may God bless you.